Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freeman Means Business Wonder Woman in Business podcast. This is an exciting day for us. We have a new guest joining us. Freeman Means Business is a platform for everyone, every woman who has a story to tell her story. This podcast gives a voice to the woman who has a story that is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories, or rather, they share their stories with the world so that in their shining, they give permission to others to shine. Today's guest is Timothy Pundit, and she is joining us from Ontario, Canada. Hope I have that right. Um, our guest today is a founder, she's an entrepreneur, uh, and she has a story to share with all of us. Uh, so welcome to the podcast today. Uh, I am excited to be able to hand the microphone to you and ask you, Simothy, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Let's start where you feel comfortable so that we get an appreciation for where you started and the journey that you've taken to today. Thank you, Natalie. Excited to be here. Um, I'm trying to answer that one. You know, in uh, I'm I've crossed my first half century, so it's a very long story in terms of my journey to getting here. And I'll try to make it not be the entire podcast. Um, but let's see. I uh, grew up in India. I was actually born in Canada, uh, but my family then moved back when I was eight months old. Uh, so I spent sort of the majority of my growing years from eight months to the age of 21 in, in India. And uh, it was always assumed I would move back. That's how India was, I guess, back then in the 80s and the 90s. Just assumed that since I was born in Canada, I would move back to Canada. Uh, but before I get to that point, I mean, growing up in India, I was uh, the quintessential good girl, pleaser, uh, didn't question anything just accepted whatever it is that, you know, the world uh, had sort of set as a pattern or seemed to be so. Um, and um, my first uh, sort of moment of change came a year after I'd moved to Canada at the age of 22, I lost my mother. Um, she was 47. I was very, very close to her. And that sort of started a journey of 12 month journey for me of questioning everything, <laughs> examining every assumption that had been made for me or that I had made. Um, and uh, the biggest one of that for me was to follow my dreams uh, because, you know, I felt that, that my mother, I mean, she was in a different generation, uh, you know, also a very, very smart uh, woman of her times, uh, had not gotten to completely live her dreams and, you know, her end came too soon. Um, and so I, I was determined that, that that would not be my story um, and that I would do, uh, you know, whatever it is that I felt I wanted to do. And so uh, I think safe to say that, you know, my, my current state of being a tech entrepreneur with a startup business, you know, the seeds for that were laid back then. So that's, I guess, uh, you know, a, a very defining part of me. Um, ironically, and I was thinking about this, I mean, 30 years later, my sort of next moment of 
significant personal growth has been in this past year because um, I sadly lost my dad in 2020. And, and, you know, in the 30 years in between, he had been a very, become a very important figure in our lives. He was mom and dad to us and sort of taught us everything in terms of how we wanted to live. And uh, as my sort of, my sister wrote a blog post about this, also thought of how to die gracefully. So um, a lot of that sort of in my recent history. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to pause there because I could just go on, but I'm sure there's <laughs> things you want to ask me. <laughs> well, there's there's so much there. Um, I just thank you for sharing, um, you know, those very important times for you. Um, yeah. We often find that life happens to us uh, and presents us with challenges we don't expect. As a 22-year-old losing your mother and really leaving one cultural setting and coming into another, what was uh, going through your mind in terms of focus? Because uh, I love that you said, I started and embarked on a journey of self-exploration. Mm-hmm. And, and you seem to have found your voice. Um, and you clearly, you know, you are a very smart and very savvy in in what you do, but what led you into the field of study that you were in? What what sort of was your inspiration to move to the next step? Yeah, so, you know, at that point, at the age of 22, I was, uh, you know, I'd graduated um, engineering school in India and moved to Canada and enrolled in a master's in engineering program. But all of that was something that um, just happened. I mean, as in, you know, I don't, I don't think that prior to that I'd spent the time thinking, what did I want to do? Um, you know, as I, you know, there's other people from India listening to this, they would know in India when you're growing up, at least back then, if you're smart, you know, you had to choose a, a field and it was either engineering or business. I mean, sorry, engineering or medicine. You either became an engineer or you became a doctor. And I didn't want to become a doctor, so I became an engineer, but that was not a, uh, you know, a particular um, thought of saying, you know, this is what I really wanted to do. So, um, you know, one thing I did after that sort of moment of growth was uh, change fields. And uh, I uh, enrolled in a master's in business program and sort of got under the, got into the business uh, side of things, recognizing that I did, you know, what I wanted was to be, you could say, you know, client facing, what I wanted to be was to be on, on in management ranks and not, not, you know, um, sort of stay at a, in a scientific role of any kind. Um, you know, on the personal side, uh, believe it or not, up until that point, I had just assumed I would have an arranged marriage. <laughs> and, um, and that was, uh, you know, that was my moment to say, uh, no, not happening. And, and so I also sort of, you know, uh, changed how I thought about uh, relationships and life experiences. I traveled a lot um, and um, yeah, just, just you know, in, in those years, whatever seemed exciting or interesting, I didn't, I didn't hold myself back. Uh, and, and so that was, that was a huge, big, big change for me, uh, you know, when I think back to that, that time in my life. Oh, wow, that, that's great. In terms of, of your travels, were there any um, specific trips that were uh, most meaningful to you 
as you, you know, embarked on doing what you thought was exciting? Because now we're, we're really on this uh, journey of, of self-growth and yes, yes. further exploration outside of academia, outside of professional pursuits, getting to know yourself. What did you find out about yourself that really helped pivot you forward? Interesting question. I think travel just by itself. I mean, there were certainly some trips. I remember uh, a trip, you know, back to India. And um, I think it was a month living in a village in India, which I, when I, growing up in India, I was in a big city in Mumbai and, you know, had a very limited line of sight to even just what India was. And, uh, and so that was, you know, an experience that exposed me to a completely different, uh, different side of India. Uh, there was a trip to Russia or two trips to, to Russia as part of uh, business school. Um, but, you know, I think that the answer is easier to say just in terms of um, being exposed to other cultures and other um, you know, backgrounds, other experiences, which uh, I had not had up until that point. You know, growing up in India is just sort of a very narrow, uh, narrow surrounding. And, and I think if I were to look back, honestly, even after I moved to Canada, I hadn't shifted out of that until, until this, this uh, sort of moment in my life. Well, congratulations on that journey. Um, in terms of your journey itself, can you reflect on any mentors or mentoring experiences that uh, made an impact on you? Um, so if, if there is a particular person that you recall, I would like you to share what that mentor usually uh, connected with a mentor um, and what that helped you to do. So I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know whether I would point to one person only because uh, I feel that, uh, you know, that is how I grow is through my interactions with people. And I'd say in every, uh, every job that I've had and even sort of, you know, otherwise in, 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 in terms of my social network, um, I, um, I engage deeply. Um, I, I like to learn a lot from, you'd say, just about every conversation I have. And, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one, which, which, which could be a bad thing, but I'm not one to have trivial conversations. I think every interaction can end up being a very deep and engaging interaction that, uh, that results in, in some growth. So it would be a, you know, smattering of little incidents, some from the same person, some from a range of people. But yeah, I don't, I don't you know, other than... And I don't know if that's what you would have meant as a mentor, but, you know, other than my dad, who was, you know, absolutely uh, a big, big, big figure in my life in terms of uh, how he guided us and what he taught us and, and in, terms of, uh, in terms of life itself. I love that. Um, kudos to dad for stepping in and just moving forward uh, with uh, his family and, making it easy for you um, to make some choices, you know, because sometimes when you don't have that support, it's, it's so much harder 
to make the decision and the choices that you feel are right for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I had a, a speech I made on my dad's 80th birthday where I talked about, you know, all the moments through my entire, you know, whatever, it was 50 years of life at that point or 40 something years of life uh, in which I would call him at all times. Well, not at all times because there was all the time zone difference. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be, you know, 10.30 at night for him and and I would call him and ramble on. And, you know, he never once would say, well, look, I, I was sleeping and you woke me up and you're rambling on, on about nothing. He would never pass judgment. So he was just there to listen. And, and that's, that, was, that was just an amazing um, support, I think, for both, for my, myself and my sisters. I'd say we all owe him a lot in terms of the woman that we became. I would say it's important, even if it's just uh, to have that safe space to yeah. be able to share or express yourself. So very important. So as you think back, what would you say your biggest challenge or setback has been? And how did you overcome it? Um, and you know, you could pick at any stage of your journey to kind of, you know, share, but your biggest challenge or setback and how you worked to overcome it? So I'd say the last few years of my journey in terms of uh, founding this business and, and you know, sort of uh, getting it to where we are and, and still have a long, long journey. <laughs> the night is young and, and a very long journey still, but, but we've, you know, it's already been uh, a, a long journey is, um, you know, would be would be sort of the times where I felt extremely challenged. There were probably other moments in my career, but uh, but you know, I mean, this is this is recent. Um, and and as a person, I mean, it, the two seem to go hand in hand. I mean, I'm. Uh, it's always been about grit, <laughs> grit and perseverance and hard work. Um, and, and, uh, you know, you're pushed to your limits and I guess you still keep going because, uh, because of, of just this feeling of grit. Uh, somebody mentioned, well, not somebody, actually, it was my, my husband who said recently, he said, Sumati, most people would have given up by now. Like true. Um, I didn't, uh, I've also had in the last year, the, the moments of reflecting that sometimes grit is grit is always great, especially in the context of running a business, but sometimes it's uh, too much where, um, you know, between uh, being a parent and being uh, a business person and, and everything else that you then have to still do in life, um, you don't give yourself enough time. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I was talking about the, you know, my, my time at the age of 22 when I had this, this period of personal growth. And ironically, I would say the next phase of my personal growth uh, has been this last year. Uh, and, and part of that was acknowledging weakness. Um, and, and it took me a while, you know, I mean, I lost my dad, I came back, I just kept going, because what do you do? You just have to keep going. And uh, it was COVID and, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff happening in the world and a lot of blackness. And I think it took me a few months to suddenly just pull myself out of it and say, no, no, I just can't keep doing it. Uh, and just, and just, you know, um, 
not acknowledging that, you know, I need this time, I need this space, I need to, I need to be able to say it's okay that uh, what I was facing was just a really, really dark time. So, so that's, um, that's also been part of my journey in this last year. Uh, you know, still, we're still going strong at the business, but it's, it's, it's been a, it's, I've given myself that time uh, in, in the past months. So important to give ourselves grace to be able to feel the feelings, process them, and, and figure out what we need to move forward. Um, so I, I can uh, empathize with you in terms of saying, okay, well, there's nothing else to do here except push. And, you know, in the pushing, I'm going to get to the other side. But if you're not fueled and you don't have what you need to push, it becomes so much harder, you know, and I thank you for sharing because it has been a very challenging time. I think all of us have experienced some growth mm -hmm. in, this, in this time, um, you know, to be able to continue your business and, you know, challenges in itself prior to the pandemic with running a business and being a founder and, you know, leading the charge uh, in this health crisis that we're experiencing. It's, it's a whole other beast uh, that we really have to, to, to really deal with and manage. So, yeah. you know, personally, um, I really do believe that women uplift other women and, and there is such an important role for women to play in the area of, of supporting others, especially in business. Mm -hmm. And you know, based on your experience and what's been happening with you or even you know, your, your circles of, of other professionals, including women that you deal with, what would you, what would you want to say to other women in terms of how to support women in business? Such an interesting question. <laughs> um, what would I, I want to say to to other women? I feel like this there's, there's so many things that come to mind. Um, I'd say the most important one, and I've, I've observed this in myself, and I've observed it certainly in other women founders that I interact with, is you know we tend to come much, much more from a place of passion, from a place of authenticity. Um, and, and, and I think being true to that is, is, is important. And the, the world, particularly in, in, in the startup journey, and I don't know what I want to say much more so even in the tech entrepreneurship startup journey, I think there is some of that in, in tech world where there feels a pressure and a push to follow the, you know, the playbook that has been designed mostly by men. And I don't want to make that sound negative, but, I, but I, I've certainly found myself challenged uh, with that, where you're supposed to speak in a certain way and present in a certain way uh, and, and uh, you know, particularly in terms of this part of this journey is, is about raising investor funds. And, 
um, you know, when you have to be out there trying to convince other people to invest money in your business, um, th there are expectations in terms of how you speak and how you present, which, which I know, I mean, before I started, I've read all of the theoretical academic material about it. You know, the studies that had been done as to why women don't raise as successfully as men. And, um, and so many of those, those, there's so much, there is, you know, a good amount of dialogue on that topic, you know, out, out in the, in, in, uh, in the public domain. Um, and I knew all of it theoretically and yet, and even so, even today, I would say it's still a struggle for me because I still have a hard time, you know, sort of putting on that cloak of, um, mm. that's, that's, that's not as that's not that authentic and and you know i mean i don't I, but i don't as i said i keep wanting to say that i don't want to make this sound like a hugely negative comment because it's not that men do something that's false or fake it just comes very naturally to them to, right. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. speak a certain way and present a certain way about their businesses that then uh, allows other people which unfortunately again is still primarily a lot of men um to to believe in their businesses more than they believe in in our businesses so uh i mean that's that's i i yeah that's i would say uh, has been a challenge for me i think you said how do you how do women support other women i think um i think there are organizations i'm sure that's on your radar screen like ceo i i personally haven't um engaged as much with that but um, you know, I, I think there are there is a there's a dialogue and discussion about these uh, these topics that it's important to continue having and important to to recognize and and um, ultimately solve. I don't think we're at a solution even with all of the dialogue that's happening. That's that that's sort of yeah where I. Think. That's true. It's I think everything it, it was still a work in progress. And, you know, it struck me as you were talking that the more we try to fit into a mold that is not natural to us in terms of how we communicate, how we think, how we propose, how we present, the more we try to make ourselves fit into that very defined role and playbook that yeah. we established, not with us in mind, because we weren't in the game at that time. That's um, the harder it will be. So, you know, I love these new groups that are emerging. Um, and although they're having conversation, it really would be great to see the action of a new playbook or the allowance for the difference to be viewed and seen in a different way. I don't know how we do that or how that comes about, but it certainly is um, driven by uh, women. I, I did read something this week that said, um, it takes a village to make change. And so it's very hard for one person to solve a problem, yeah. but yeah. with a village, you make smaller incremental change. Um, and so, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me that having conversations, building your network, especially in your area, um, but trying to move toward change. I mean, I mean, this is the context of, of being a founder in terms of being a tech entrepreneur, but 
but it applies to 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 women in so many other professions, right? Uh, I mean, we have a business that's focused on lawyers and other professionals, lawyers, consultants. It's, those are all professions that require women to be, you know, in front of a client again with, with all of the same assumptions about you have to talk in a certain way, ask in a certain way, uh, which is which is not completely natural to to women. So. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, as you said. I mean, I like what you said about it takes a village. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a long journey. And, um, you know, I'd say to women, I'd say, because it's something I've struggled with, probably still struggle with, is uh, I'm told often that I don't give myself enough credit. I don't. I know that. Then I hear, I talk to other women, and I hear themselves giving themselves even less credit. <laughs> I find people to say to them, what are you doing? You know, yes. why are you not giving yourself enough credit for everything you've done? Um, and I, I'm able to say that to them, but I, I still don't do enough of it for myself. So, um, Samantha, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Changing our language and the way we is something that is so crucial. And, you know, I think this is great for anyone listening to challenge themselves to talk differently about yourself, learn how to brag, <laughs> uh, amplify what you've done and just showcase yourself. And, you know, let's just build this. We're exciting. Women are exciting. Uh, and so I think we shouldn't be afraid to bring the excitement into our work and into the things that we champion. So that's that's exciting. That's good. That's good stuff. Really good. Okay. <laughs> As we're talking about excitement, I want to ask you, besides the business and all of the things you're doing, what excites you? What do you love to do? Where do you find yourself uh, enjoying uh, life? Hmm. You know, I'd say my family. It, it sounds like a very trite, but I have two uh, absolutely amazing, you know, young women, my daughters, in my life, and and I think every day I'm I'm thankful for them. I'm I'm thankful to see their journey. Um, thankful to see, you know, um, what is it? My daughter was saying to me the other day. She said something in just passing about. Um, I mean, this, this term, and, and honestly, when she said it to me, and it was very recently, when she said, I hadn't even heard the term, something about toxic masculinity. And I, and I found myself asking her, and I said, so how is that in your generation? And we had such a genuine conversation about it, but it really just then made me say, wow, I mean, you know, this next generation um, is, is, is there when you talk about a village to make change and, and, and so on. I think the next generation is definitely starting um, or, or in a different place and will, by the nature of it, have a different, have a different journey. Uh, and I can say that about my generation versus my mother's generation. And then there's my daughter's generation. And um, I, I, think, I think the signs are positive um, uh, on that front. And so, you asked about enjoyment. I mean, that's really what comes to mind. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's my girls and my family have been, have been such, so such a big part of that, that happy part of my life. To watch them evolve and kind of see where they're headed 
for the future. I, I can appreciate that. And they are a different generation. They really are. Um, and I applaud them for wanting to see things differently and calling it out where we would have seen it and kind of just stepped aside. Uh, they are challenging things head on. Um, and, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I have, I'm, I'm a woman of color and my daughters are two young women of color and, and uh, they're just, you know, so much more aware of, of you know, the whole range of issues uh, as related to the topic than, and, and able to dialogue and discourse about it at a level that, that I definitely wouldn't have at their age or had, you know, wasn't that aware at that age. Absolutely. Wow. And so we're on this journey. You've, you've watched yourself evolve from a 22-year-old who kind of went with the flow uh, to a young woman who decided that she was going to make some serious life changes for herself. Um, and you've even at this point acknowledged the weaknesses or the areas and the things that perhaps need to be sharpened up so that you can really move forward. What's next for you on this journey? As we, I'm hoping, emerge from where we are today with the health crisis, is there, is there some aspect of further change that you want to embrace coming out of this pandemic that we're in, or this time of, as we said, sort of darkness? stepping into a different light. What is it that you think your heart tells you um, is on the horizon? Well, um, uh, you know, for myself and my business, we're, I don't know whether to call it the middle. <laughs> sometimes it feels like the middle, sometimes it feels like the very start of the journey. It, it depends, but, you know, we have, you know, quite a distance more on, on this journey. That, that definitely, I mean, every day is getting easier and getting more, more, more positive. Uh, well, that's the wrong terminology. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, having a business is like having a child, right? There's, there's the young days and then there's the teenage years. So there's, there's always that. But, um, but I do, I mean, you know, rightly or wrongly, I guess I, I look beyond it as well, assuming, I mean, as they say, put it into the universe, assuming that, I, I will, uh, you know, like every other tech entrepreneur dream, have a successful exit whenever and whatever that is and, um, and, and feel very excited at that point about being able to give back a lot more, uh, you know, to be, to be involved in social impact causes. And there's a range of them that I feel passionate about. Um, of course, have my, my daughters to inform me even when I'm not informed, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, um, that excites me as well. I don't know when that will be in terms of how many years, but it's it's um, it's something to put on that vision board and look forward to uh, in in terms of of uh, just just so much so much that that uh, you know is is required in terms of social impact uh, in the world that we're living in. Absolutely, um, and we're making small but incremental progress. The awareness is there. Uh, but just like women in, in your space and business and in our society, we're, we're still building from that awareness. And I, I hope like you that bridges are built stronger, better, and maybe faster uh, yeah. to help us 
continue to get to the other side. Um, so in your developing time, in your downtime, is there a particular book or writing or writer that you lean on that has helped you to sort of glean um, some encouragement or refine your approach to things in life? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, uh, sadly, I haven't had that much time to read. <laughs> you know, it's been so all-consuming in terms of, in terms of uh, what's, there's not much energy left in the brain at the end of a day to, to, to read. Um, but, but, you know, in, in terms of learning, and as I said at the outset, I'm a talker, and, and I think conversations, it, it always amazes me. I mean, it's conversations, conversations even like this, but, I, you know, I have a great network of, of friends, uh, you know, other, other you know, uh, business uh, founders, and every conversation I learn from, I'd say, uh, you know, or so that's, that's really where I get my learning. I, I have intentions. I have told myself several times over the last little while that I want to listen to podcast if I can't read. And it's it's on my to-do list. <laughs> There's a long list of books on my to-do list. But but uh, yeah, for the last few years, I, I was saying to somebody else the other day, actually to one of my team members, we had a ask me anything uh, session. And they, said, they asked me the same question that you did. What do you do in your spare time? And I said, you know, I think I've just become the most boring single dimensional person in the last few years, unfortunately. I'm trying to get out of it. I just joined the dance class. So, so let's see, that's, uh, that's step number one to saying I have to do something more and, and be something more than just, um, you know, being a person in this, in this, uh, in this business journey. Uh, of course, along with being a parent and a wife and all of that. <laughs> Some of those other dimensions are dormant at this point. <laughs> well, the, the, everything is cyclical, right? So uh, things will change and evolve. And I think the first step is that recognition mm -hmm. uh, because you've done a remarkable job uh, in terms of your progress and your progression. And, you know, that's, that's really exciting for you. Is there a proudest professional accomplishment for you? that you can reflect on? Well, um, I guess so many small moments rather than one big moment, you know, uh, the last, so when I, with this business, when I set out and, you know, there's a bit of history there, which I won't go too much into, but I'd say there was a set of things I wanted to prove myself, prove to myself about what I could do in business. And it was, um, a great feeling just a couple of months ago um, when I paused and I thought, wait a minute, I've just proved most of those things, like those things that were such, I guess you could say bugaboos in my mind, you know, the voices that said, oh, you haven't done this and you haven't done that and mm. this age and you haven't done this yet. And uh, there was a lot of those voices in my head, uh, you know, a few years ago when I started this business. And so having that moment uh, a few months earlier to say, wait a minute, look at all I've done. I've done all of those things. That was voices in my head that said I couldn't do it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's a proud moment. Uh, that was definitely, I gave myself that, that time uh, to, to allow myself to feel good. 
um, you know, the, the significant one, and, and I've already touched on it and don't want to harp on it too much, but I think my next, um, uh, you know, my next goal post or peak would be to, to go out and be successful in that task of raising investor funds, which, which has been, as I said, I mean, it's, it's, it's been lots of learning in terms of what it takes. Uh, and I've given myself that moment to also realize, look, I have actually learned all of that. All those moments of what felt like, you know, pain and rejection are the moments when you learn the most from. So uh, mm. I have had that in, in 2021 and, and feel like I'm looking into 2022 with a stronger perspective and, and more readiness to take on the next set of challenges. Wow, I, I love that, you know, uh, the moments of pain and rejection are actually feeding our growth, which is so important. We, we rush through things without appreciating what they're doing in terms of how they've left us and, and what we do next. Um, and, you know, that those voices in the head, head talk is... <laughs> But now what you're saying is you need to respond to that head talk so that you can shut it down and check off those boxes um, and celebrate the fact that I actually did that. Look at you. Kudos to you for it's doing that. You know, I want to be, you, you would, it's, it's the, you know, it's the words, because I know I've probably listened to other podcasts where other people have said those words, but until you feel ready to accept it and feel it yourself, it's, it's the hardest thing. I mean, when those low moments are happening, yeah, you know, not like not realistic in those moments to feel like, oh, I've had personal growth. No, no, it feels like shit. And you're gonna have to go through that. Uh, and there will be other moments for me when I feel like shit, there's no question. I mean, right. you know, it could even be in the next couple of days, <laughs> but there will be those. Um, and it was was nice. I mean, as I said, this year I'm acknowledging has been a year of great personal growth. And so part of that was realizing that the worst moments are the ones that felt like such a battle were the ones that helped me grow. So, um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't happen in the moment. In the no. moment, you have to feel the pain. <laughs> in the moment, you are caught up in the emotion. Yes. But don't lose sight of the moment and what the lessons learned should be you know at the top of our conversation you said I really wouldn't have described myself as a roller coaster rider but you've been riding some you've been on some big rides that's right, that's <laughs> you, right. Have, yeah. you have been to the pinnacle and you have come full circle which is amazing and it's conversations like this that help us to be able to put in perspective our experience and yep. appreciate and learn from it. So this is great. This has been a great uh, time of, of reflection and sharing. Um, I, I, I'm sure that anyone who was listening today uh, really has this notes and, and a smile on their face in terms of all of the, the great things. So I, I'm excited for women to hear this and think about creating their own blueprint for the business that they want to launch as a founder, the courage that it takes to do it, but also the liberation of finding your authentic voice and approach um, and not giving in to the pressure uh, in terms of giving up 
but just redefining and finding that grit that you seem to just pull on all the time um, and change the language to celebrate and acknowledge that you've achieved things. Talk back to the head voices in your head and, and let them know where you are in terms of the criticism, uh, which should be constructive, but if you're hearing it, that means that something is unsettled and you, you, you may need to respond to that. <laughs> You've summarized all of it so well. I'd say I'd add, you know, one last thing, maybe it's a couple last things that I've had moments of reflection on. One was actually came to me from another woman founder, which is, you know, um, fill the gaps of your weaknesses and don't feel shy doing that, which is, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, when you're authentic and you accept that this is this is who you are, um, if there needs to be you know other uh, things that need to need to need to happen in the business that you can fulfill by your authentic self, reach out and find the people to build a team. Uh, you know, with those skills, um, and in the context of building a team, because I you know we, that would have been too much to talk about today. Is I've had quite a journey in terms of that as well. Uh, one thing I found and, and learned uh, from a woman perspective is we some you know we're we're all heart and soul, which is great, right? But sometimes if you have just the heart and soul approach to trying and building a team or finding a co-founder, it can be too much. There's a little bit of pragmatism that's required, mm. and and uh, you know I, I was reflecting. I mean, men can go into a bar and meet another guy and over the back of an envelope form a business partnership and they're done yeah <laughs> and it's as easy as that versus it's just not that easy for women uh, I've seen and heard that from a lot of women founders um, and that's you know so that's okay it's finding that balance between saying well I can't be that but you know I can try and be somewhat pragmatic about about how I sort of fill the gaps of my on my team and fill the white space I love that Great, great uh, reflection and sharing. Wow, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for this time. Uh, I really appreciate it. We've gotten to know you so much better. And, you know, we are so proud again of where you are going and what you've done. I love that you have two beautiful women who you are nurturing and developing to be the future. They may become your business partners. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I asked my 16 year old daughter. She turned me down. <laughs> she turned you down. Isn't that special? She has other plans for herself, which is good. And, you know, that reminds me of a 22 year old who had different plans for herself as well. They always say the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree, right? Yes. So that is the joy. Thank you so much for sharing today. We Thank loved you. hearing your story. Uh, again, I know that many hearing this will walk away with some real gems and uh, some further thought to help them in their own journey. Uh, it was our pleasure having you today on our Wonder Woman in Business podcast, and we wish you the very best going forward. Thanks very much, Natalie. It was great to be here.